Well, let's interact. And uh, right now we are going to be talking something totally different, but it really, really is something that breaks my heart because it has come about that uh, from a recent study by the South African Medical Research Council and the perinatal, excuse me, HIV research unit has revealed that female sex workers are exposed to extremely high levels of violence. And... um, you know, this situation is uh, one that is not palatable for anyone, no matter what profession you find yourself in. There's been reports of uh, some violence and rape, and uh, we are joined by Professor Rachel Jukes, who's the lead author of uh, the study and executive scientist at the South African Medical Research Unit uh, Council. Thank you very much, Professor Jukes, for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Patricia, and good morning to your listeners. In your research, you had interviews with about 3,000 sex workers, female sex workers. What what did you find that made this research become so compelling and so heartbreaking when it comes to sex workers being exposed to extremely high levels of violence? Well, there are two things that are important. One is that this study is the nearest thing that has ever been done to a representative national survey of sex workers. So the findings are as close as we can get to generalizable findings in the country. And I'm saying that with caution because It's very difficult studying sex workers as a population. But we did the study by working through sex worker programs that were randomly selected. And the way we designed the study has made the findings representative. So that's really key. The second thing is that we found astonishing levels of violence against sex workers. The um, study found that 60% of sex workers reported having been raped in the previous year, and 70% had been subject to physical violence. These are figures that are way higher than the exposure to gender-based violence for any other group within our population. And just to give you an example, the nearest group to this type of level of exposure are very poor and vulnerable women living in formal settlements And their exposure to violence each year is about half as high as the numbers we've just uh, gained from the study of interviewing sex workers. So it's a phenomenal problem. Professor Jukes, uh, clearly, the, you know, these figures are quite high. Um, but my concern is, has COVID-19 and the lockdowns exasperated these figures? Could we uh, attribute it to the lockdowns? No, this data was collected in 2019. So the findings are from before the COVID period. We're very worried overall about the impact of COVID on women. And there's a particular spotlight this week on um, the very small proportion of women in South Africa who actually have jobs and are earning Um, And sex work is obviously one of the things that women may go into if they're unable to get jobs in the formal sector or um, in more established parts of the informal sector. Um, So our big concern is that the number of women in sex work may have increased, but these are pre-sex work figures for, sorry, pre-COVID figures for exposure to violence. And um, they 
also support research that's been conducted in much smaller areas over a number of years. So there wasn't anything that stood out from them that made us say um, these figures look too high or they're not exactly what we expected to see. We know that sex workers are extremely vulnerable and we really need to do something about that. What was quite uh, interesting for me is that in this particular research, uh, Professor Dukes, it uh, comes out that it is not only violence but also rape. And some of the sex workers that you interviewed reported that they were raped by police officials, um, neighbours, people in their communities, uh, some of their clients. But the one that shocks me the most is the fact that police officials were named as some of the perpetrators against uh, um, female sex workers. Yes, that's right. Of the women who were raped in the past year, um, well, of the total sample of women, 14% had been raped by a policeman in the past year, um, which is astonishing. I mean, there shouldn't be any rape by people who are in the employ of the South African government against anyone. And these police are clearly abusing their power and authority in doing this and there needs to be firm action again i think it's important to say is this an outlier was this a figure that we didn't expect well the abuse of sex workers by the police is something that has been repeatedly reported over the years and it's something that has been repeatedly flagged as uh, an important area of abuse of power by the police that needs to be handled by the police management and these figures really highlight that problem. Were there were reports, I mean, were there cases opened against the perpetrators, whether it was people from the community or people um, or perpetrators from within the police force? Did the sex workers file reports or even, yeah, open cases? Well, some cases are reported, but... Sex workers have an enormous problem in reporting cases because sex work is illegal in South Africa. And so essentially, if a sex worker goes and makes a report and says, look, I'm working as a sex worker and I was raped by X or Y person, they're basically, in essence, confessing to a crime through making that report. And this is an enormous obstacle. We know that some sex workers come forward, but other research that we've done at the South African Medical Research Council, looking at a random sample of rape cases reported to the police, show that um, very, very few women actually go and make a report and disclose the fact that they're sex workers at the time where they make a report. And that obviously will be a big obstacle to particularly certain types of reporting. Um, you can't protect sex workers for as long as sex work is illegal. We're in conversation with Professor Dukes, uh, who is the lead author of uh, the study and executive scientist at the South African Medical Research Council, talking about a very devastating uh, research report that they have um, issued out on sex workers who are being exposed to extremely high levels of violence. I'd love to hear from you. Please do interact with us and uh, tell me what your views are. How can we curb this sort of violence? And 
yes, we are aware that sex work is illegal in South Africa, but should women um, who who are within this trade be treated in such a way by police officials, by members of their families and communities? Should they be given such a, a horrible hand in the community because of their profession? Should we not be doing better? That's my question to you. 0614-104-107, that's where you send your WhatsApps. Hi, Pat. You know, uh, for as long as uh, sex work is still illegal in the country, it's given. Sex workers, they will continue being harassed, uh, being raped. In fact, you have a police, you know, who go to them and, and actually take money from them. So for as long as it's still illegally, it's, 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 it's a one way. They will still be abused. So the sooner we legalize it, I think the better for them. Kumi Tembisa. What are your thoughts on this, uh, Professor Jukes? I mean, Kumi is saying making it legal might curb this particular issue of female sex workers being violated. I think it's absolutely essential because for as long as acts can take place with impunity, um, then it's uh, impossible to prevent those acts happening. And the other thing is that the illegality of sex work of, uh, of sex work feeds into the stigma of sex work. And because sex work is stigmatized, it makes men who perpetrate these acts of rape feel that in some ways they are justified in doing it because the individual that they're acting against is legally and in other respects um, sort of regarded as lower status than other people within this country. And that is basically the fuel of stigma. And it, so it's absolutely critical that we look at this. The South African Law Commission has recommended um, the decriminalisation of sex work, and it's something that's been debated for 20 years. But the necessarily changes in legislation have never been put through. It's really time that they were put through so that sex workers can gain the respect that other women have in our society and we can begin to lay the foundation for protecting them against violence. Here's another message here from uh, one of our A-team listeners who says, Believe you me, Siswami, the so-called police officers are the worst criminals ever. Even if sex workers can report their rape cases, but dockets will simply disappear. Now, in the absence of sex work being legalized in South Africa, how can we protect female sex workers uh, from uh, being violated and also give them a voice so that justice can be served for them as well? Well, I think that the sex worker programs that operate do play a very important role. And in fact, we conducted this research by working through them. They have been largely set up in order to improve access to health care for sex workers and with an emphasis on providing Um, testing and treatment for HIV and our research has shown that in many respects they've been extremely successful in doing that. Our research also shows that these programs need to have um, much more funding and support so that they can meet other health needs of sex workers and particularly mental health needs. Research internationally shows that where sex workers are organized um, and networked that they can work together to provide much more protection for each other and to provide um, much greater support 
and to be in a much stronger position for engaging with, for example, local police stations within an area. And so funding these sexual worker programs is absolutely essential. Unfortunately, a lot of the funding for the programs in the country has recently been cut by the key donors. And this is a huge concern. And we really need the government to step in and to um, provide funding in, in the breach because it's absolutely essential that sex workers have access to health care and have access to the ability to mobilise together to protect themselves against violence. We're going to go to a couple of voice notes from our A-Team listeners and then afterwards straight to the news uh, headlines. I'm going to ask you, Dr. Uh, Professor Jukes, to stay on the line uh, for us so that you can be able to respond after the news headlines. Patricia, I think to avoid this type of issue when sex, female sex workers are being like uh, raped or other type of things, they should register and legalise that in, so that they can have like a, an ID card or which says that, you know, I'm a sex worker, so, you know, their job can be protected because if they have something like will identify them, some could, they could be protected, you know, that is doing a job. So, yeah, and they must also pay tax for what job they're doing. Good morning, Sispet. I think the best way to keep the abuse of uh, sex workers is to legalize their business uh whereby they will pay tax and uh, be given a uh, decent areas to render their business yeah because i think it, the government is biased when they say sex workers are illegal what about those who buy thank you suspect anonymous from Town. Very interesting that it's men who are commenting around this and it's comforting as well for me because they are progressively thinking about possibly legalizing, you know, sex work and also ensuring that the tax is paid by sex workers, safety and security for safe work, uh, sex workers and also the places that they operate from. Please continue interacting with us on this issue. Uh, we've got Professor Rachel Jukes and uh, and she's shedding light on the study that they have um, conducted around the violence, rape, abuse uh, that is faced by sex workers in South Africa. It's uh, time now for us to go to the news uh, headlines with Namsam Lule. SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. Well, uh, as an active citizen, uh, let's uh, continue engaging on this particular issue. Professor Jukes, uh, please yeah, weigh in on uh, the messages that we have received from our listeners. Well, I'm very glad to hear support from listeners. And they're quite right that if people are brought into the formal economy that they are expected to abide by the same tax rules as everybody else's. And it's very important that sex workers are given decent areas to work um, and particularly are able to work in an indoor environment where they're not um, vulnerable to violence and where they're able to establish protection for themselves. I think the issue of those who buy that was raised is very, very important because the one thing is that um, um, it's important to note that in South Africa, buying sex from sex workers is illegal in the same way as selling sexes. Um, and many of the men who rape sex workers were clients 
In fact, 48, so that's nearly one in two of the sex workers we interviewed, had been raped by a client in the previous year. And sex workers also experienced physical violence from their clients. Um, it's, it's a huge problem. And sex workers are very much more vulnerable to um, being attacked by clients if they sell on the streets um, or if they're homeless. Um, and it's incredibly important that we protect them. It's also important that we look at interventions with the group of violent men who become sex worker clients because we do know that those men are also violent to other women in their lives. Many of them are partnered. And we also know that those men pay, play an incredibly important bridging role in spreading HIV to um, the general population. In fact, there was one estimate that about 40% of our new cases of HIV are linked to men who are clients of sex workers, um, spreading this in the general population. And so it's incredibly important that we try and um, intervene with this group so that we can work with them around HIV prevention and obviously testing and getting them on treatment so that they are um, less vulnerable to spreading HIV to everybody else. And it's incredibly important that we um, intervene to try and um, address and hold them accountable for the violence that they use in their lives. Let's go to more uh, voice notes from our listeners. Oh, see, um, you know what? Um, I don't think decriminalizing sex work um, is an answer here. We are just taking a short way around. Just because someone is abused purely because they are taking advantage of the fact that what he or she is doing is illegal and then we legalize that thing purely because we want to save that person. I, I, I look at it as, as a nuisance. I'll make an example. If we had a female person selling drugs on the street and that person um, is abused purely because they know that selling drugs is illegal, they won't be able to go and say that I was abused. Are you now going to legalize drugs? Instead of that, let's look at the reasons why people sell sex it's because there are no jobs we need to come out come up with the way of creating jobs none other than sex i agree that sex workers should be their profession should be made legal in south africa and all south africans um, should advocate for this i think that the important issue of tax has been raised so there's actually an economic advantage to this which will fund their, their own protection and there's other things as well around um, sex workers being able to protect their income, um, often they'll have pimps or people that they work for that take disproportionate amounts of their income away from them and they don't have any recourse um, and if it was legal they would be able to report that and also the abuse, the hours, all sorts of working conditions, where they work, how they work, all of those things could be improved and their safety around if they um, request clients to wear um, protection against sexually transmitted diseases, those are all things that we can um, uh, help them with enforcing if we legalize their profession. At 1,709. Hi ma'am, if the government feels that it's illegal for people that do sex work, um, they feel it's illegal 
And of course, they must also provide some alternative employment for them because they are only uh, seeing to their own needs, bread and butter on the table, uh, roof over their heads. I'm sure uh, they're not feeling very good to provide that type of service to men and, and, and feel good about themselves. I'm going to quickly go to the lines. I've got Mzuki see in Cape Town. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, it is Mzuki in Cape Town, indeed. I think that uh, to sort of prevent these uh, violent activities against our sisters who are sex workers, we can maybe, if maybe they can operate in different areas. I know that areas are not the cause of violent activities, but uh, the perpetrators are. But then again, if, if they can operate in areas whereby they operate like shop right or checkers or other shops, if, if that makes sense, whereby you, you, we, we all know that if you go to that uh, puzzle shop or to that supermarket there, you are going to get your service that you are looking for. And not in those areas like where they are operating now in bushes at night. You know, yeah, I think I think that can that that can help. Thank you for calling in, Mzukisi. Thank you so very much. Um as we wrap up with you, Dr. Jukes, just your parting shots. Well I think this has been an incredibly um useful discussion. Um, our big message is that we have to protect sex workers and it really isn't possible to do that without addressing the law. So we really call on the government to revive the discussions around the decriminalisation of sex work and move ahead with draft legislation to um, or amendments to the current Sexual Offences Act to enable sex work to be decriminalised. I think that is the most important thing the second request is that we provide enough funding to sex worker programs so that the incredibly important health and social needs of sex workers are addressed. Thank you very much. Thank you so very much for joining us and thank you for this very insightful research that you've embarked on. Thank you.